0: Hello!
1: Hey Eloise!
0: Hey! Ah, so welcome everyone to podcast number 11. <laughs> so we are, well we start, finished off last, the last podcast talking about marriage or starting to go on to that topic. So we thought we might talk about marriage and codependency this week.
1: Yeah, so where would you like to start? <laughs> Do
0: you have a question? Um, yeah, no, a question in my head. So, do we get married to challenge ourselves or to heal?
1: Huh. So. Well,
0: oh, they're the same thing, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, those are big questions. <laughs> I,
0: I, get... <laughs> I thought that's what this was all about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those you are... see what I
0: mean? Do we do it for our happiness or do we do it out of a place of actually wanting to develop
1: ourselves? I'm certain that most people do it for very different reasons.
0: Mm. Is there a conscious reason and a subconscious or is it?
1: Well, there could be I'm supposed to Mm. get married or there could be. um, It's something that's not. I, I look more at the dynamics within the marriage, but why we would get married. Right. Could it just could be something that um, stabilizes us. Yeah. I don't have enough statistics on hand, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, generally people in marriages are more successful. I mean, the the, the, the idea, let's say, of a man who is working for a company, company, there is a, I don't know if it still happens today, but... In the old days, they used to uh, say, you know, you should get married. And I don't think that was arbitrary just for the looks of things. Mm -hmm. It it really stated that the person was responsible and solid. And oftentimes, another thing I heard is that men who go into relationship, go into marriage, actually are more successful. So, you know, it's, it's almost like the structure of the marriage is the masculine container uh, that supports uh, the person's responsibility, their values. And of course, you know, the, the masculine, well, things have changed now, obviously. So you can't just say men and women, Mm. Um, though there are significant differences between men and women, especially 20 to 30 yeah so you know a man from 20 to 30 or 20 to 40 um, can go about his life today in this day and age and not get married and then eventually marry a woman who is healthy uh, attractive can be you know childbearing um, and not take the risks of a girl who's approaching 35 hmm Right. Because there there are more risks to pregnancy. There's the possibility of not getting pregnant. And of course, it becomes riskier and riskier as you pass 35. Mm-hmm.
0: Although lots of women have healthy babies in their 40s. But it does come with a risk.
1: Well, yeah, you and can harder. say well, I don't, I, that I don't know if there are lots of women or is it a small percentage out of you know, billions of people on the planet?
0: Yeah,
1: oh, would have to it just because you know, I see it a lot in clinic,
0: <laughs> right? You'd have to. And, I'm a bit of a baby maker,
1: so <laughs> right, and I see a ton of women who don't, right? Yeah, a, a ton of women who, um, well, not necessarily have unhealthy babies, but are struggling to get pregnant. Mm. And you know, yes, yeah, some of them do, but the point being, it's not whether a minority of people. Are getting are getting so so if you look around the planet, uh, it's not exactly, it's not, th- you know somebody's got to check these stats, but it's not the majority of people who are um, in a position to say I'm going to wait. Right? Yeah, of women that are going to say I'm going to wait uh, till I get married. Right, there's there's so many different cultures. I'm sure the plant the, the sort of values of the planet will change. But, you know, Europe and North America, uh, women are being educated, they're going out in the world, and they've got to make that choice as to whether they're going to have uh, children or not in in the best of the childbearing years. Right? Mm. So I'm, I'm I'm just saying it's riskier. It doesn't mean you can't, but that's not something to hook your your hope Yeah, son, if, yeah. You really
0: if you're planning that, on it, then yeah, you're going to have to take that in as a factor.
1: And you're going to take it in as well, and get, it's getting riskier and riskier. We also don't know what our health is going to be at 35, 40, and 45. There, yeah. there are so many things that, that can happen, never mind that, you know, the eggs are decreasing. Mm. There aren't as many, the higher likelihood of having a problem. And yes, as you said, there are women who don't, but I don't know the statistics on, you know, out of all of the women that wait, you know, how many women are having kids, how many women are not having kids, and what what are the risk factors, right? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's good to keep that in mind. It's good to keep in mind that there are, that there are realities uh, that, a woman needs to take into account and is pressured by them. And a man's not. Yeah. Which right? is that, great. Yeah. That's, 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 that, an that's a big difference between men and women that you, you just can't uh, factor out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, men can go along and, have, you know, start their family. At a later age, of course, it's advantageous to men as well to have children when they're, you know, young and healthy and can, you know,
0: play football with them and run around.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but for women, it's not the same consideration. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know all of the solutions, but I do. The, the only thing I do know is to understand the risks that we take. And not be delusional that there's a possibility you won't have all these things come true. Because this, this idea that women can have everything is, is kind of silly, right? It's just completely out there. How can you have everything? Um, no one does yeah that there's always something you give up for something else i mean that's, yeah that's just life I, you know this idea of, well you know i can do this and have this and then this is going to happen like well you know i'm going to get my career going go to school and i'll study and i'll graduate and i'll start working and then around 35 36 37 38 i'll start thinking about having children now if you're one of the the, the lucky ones and it all works out that's fine and then you could still have the high risk that that's not going to work out for you mm. so a lot of people end up at that place and have regrets right and in my sense is well if you're if you're not assessing the present moment with the possible risks of what you're you're going to do and you're not going to do um and i mean risk as in is this what you really want and also what what meaning does does marriage give you or what meaning do you get from your work right? Yeah, I the, these are huge questions that I don't think we'll go into today, but um, you know there there are certain supports that marriage gives us, and of course we're in this you know, since the 70s, where, well, if you don't, if you don't like him, leave him, that's pretty, um, very prevalent. And of course, often people leave and then regret leaving. Now, that's not everyone again, that's not all people. Some people are in a terribly abusive relationship. And of course, that needs to be curtailed. If if the other person can't stop the abuse. But mm. apart from that, you know, when we're doing, when you, the, your question about whether we're healing, well, certainly we are, you know, the, the condition of being in a relationship with someone and you can't leave. So that's, that's the relationship with parents, yeah, right? Siblings. I mean, you could cut off ties to your parents and your siblings, but in the majority of cases, your life doesn't go well if you completely cut ties. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that if somebody's abusive, you, you would stay in their presence, you You don't do that. But the problem with these terms is when is abuse abuse, or when is it your own projected perspective of an unlived aspect of self? Mm. Right? So oftentimes, our own self, uh, negligence of self or negligence of aspects of self, the unlived life, uh, the parts of us that we've rejected, we can project on others, and many of those aspects can be gold, or they can be um, they can be demonic or angelic, right? So the 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 demons within us we project on the people we say we hate or we dislike, and the the angels. It's often when the angelic aspects are often when we fall in love. So we fall in love with the very thing we've rejected in ourselves and see in the eyes or, you know, the, in the other. And you're falling in love with an incomplete picture because you haven't seen the whole thing. So often, you know, a year, let's say the honeymoon's over, and now we look at the other person and we say, you've changed.
0: Mm.
1: Well, actually, no, they haven't. You, the, the blinders have come down. And you're yeah. now still see, seeing the fullness. So that's where you get into this idea that, you know, the best workshop is a marriage, right? Because this is when, as soon as you start to see the 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 demons within yourself in the other, you often look at the other person and go, who the hell are you, right? Like, I'm having an argument with you and you it's all of a sudden that the other person becomes foreign. they You don't recognize them. You don't
0: them. recognize them,
1: yeah yeah and and that is the time to really look within to see what you're projecting, so if I backtrack a bit, who's gonna decide what's abusive because people can can decide that i don't know you you walk into a room, let's say eloise, and you you don't notice a really good friend of yours, and you just walk on and your eyes might have seemingly looked into her eyes, okay yeah. For a moment, but you didn't, you're thinking about something you haven't seen. And this person takes offense, begins to walk around the room and badmouth you and how rude yeah. you are and what a horrible person you are. And, um, you know, you're going to break, she's going to break the friendship with you. And now you begin hearing about here. You know, what are you talking about? You know, what, what in heaven's name are you talking about? But this person can really then project their Mm -hmm. demon on you the demon of uh, don't abandon me don't be indifferent to me you must be polite to me you must talk to me at all times there is no exception to the rule you you can have no valid excuse for behaving the way you're behaving which is where we're very dispassionate with our shadow right we don't have much time for our shadow so it's like Mm -hmm. okay i don't have a shadow i'm just fine it's everybody else. And you're the one who's causing my problems. Yeah. So when you're in relationship, when you're in a marriage, you can't leave. You can't just say I'm angry. Of course, today, more people leave. So so it's almost like, you know, in my experience with my clients, it's just disposable people. Mm. Right? And it's so interesting because yeah. men deal with it so differently than women. So when I when I see women, it's well, next, next guy. And it's like wow, it's it's like <laughs> shoes, right? I didn't like those that pair of shoes. They caused a blister. Yeah. So now I'm going to just yeah. go get another one. Or, you know, how dare he go on a date with me? I'm a woman. Why didn't he pay? Yeah. Well, well, if you have you established in any way what kind of relationship you're going to have right why should he pay for you now yeah. if that's what you want you should be dating somebody who will do that that's that seems seems to be makes sense i mean but that's your value system but the subsequent value systems you have must do the same thing so if he's going to pay what is your contribution yeah. Right. When we say we, we want to raise the bar on the guy who's attracted to us as women, well, you got to raise the bar on yourself. You can't just say, you know, I'm worth everything. I'm wonderful. I'm the greatest thing on the planet. Right. Yeah. You know, these, these kind of weird ideas that a lot of women have that they're the only ones to be treasured and the man is is supposed to fulfill that. Mm. right yeah and then of course the man becomes frustrated he becomes downtrodden these these are just classic things that that are occurring this day and age where he's downtrodden that doesn't mean there there are plenty of marriages out there that have their struggles and people work through them and they're pretty darn amazing
0: yeah
1: these these marriages impress me and uh, I'm in a relationship that is that way as well. Um, what's interesting is I live in Quebec, Canada. And uh, the church basically fell in the late 50s, early 60s. So the French Canadians, and of course, I, I'm i third generation Canadian, mm. uh, Quebecer. Um, and it kind of permeated uh, my value system where... No, it doesn't matter if you get married. It was always kind of surprising to me every time I left Quebec and everybody was getting married. You know, I kind of looked at, well, if you're from Greece, you'll get married. Or if you're from Italy, you'll get married. Or if you're from India, you'll get married. Or, <laughs> you know, all these other countries. But I would leave the borders of my province and people were getting married, right? So I found this so interesting. And I thought, oh my God, it's really, I'm I'm really kind of influenced by my uh, my province yeah yeah, Mm. taken on or adopted that idea it's just not important we even have laws um i don't know if it's a canadian law but it certainly is a quebec law where um you do not take the husband's name if you want to take your husband's name in quebec you do have to do it formally and have your name changed
0: oh wow Yeah. yeah
1: whereas I don't know about the rest of Canada, but most of the world, you just marry. Yeah,
0: yeah, you just marry. the person,
1: and your name changes, right? Yeah, well, uh, you get to pick.
0: Yeah. yeah, so so
1: here our laws are even that, right? So that's kind of interesting. So we're we're not married, and I I have, you know, we, we call it a conjoint, like your your partner, even though you're not married. Yeah. And, um, you know you could say legally we're bonded by other factors like a home together and these these mm-hmm. kinds of things so we're we're still bonded and we have you know we're basically dedicated to living the rest of our lives together we're not going to leave each other and um, and we work through all of our problems, so I see how healthy that is mm-hmm. now uh, when when women are going out to to have a relationship. Now, why why I'm focusing on women is because the change has come amongst women. And and women obviously need to shift their perspective on how they see men. Right? So, I'm, I'm really talking to women who have difficulty having a relationship, finding a relationship. These are... You know why would there there be a problem finding a relationship? You know what would be going on in someone that can't have a relationship? Mm -hmm. They can't find that man. Well, number one, it's got to be you. Yeah. You know the common denominator is if you say it's all men out there, then the common denominator is you. When when you know very well there are plenty of great marriages. You can always pick apart someone's marriage and say, this isn't good and that's not good. That's easy to do. Mm-hmm. But you could do the same with your single life. With your dating life, you can pick apart things. Yeah. So that's, that doesn't seem important to me. What, what seems important or, you know, what could be important to all of us is no, you're... What is it that a marriage is going to give you? So yes, I agree. You're, you're healing the unlived life or the dark side and finding the gold in your shadow, which is so unbelievably powerful Mm. as, as learning, you know, I can't, I would say that I've learned most about myself and relating to people through my relationship. I, I really, yeah. uh, I mean, there's, there's so much he's taught me just by being a man and Mm. and he he is very masculine so that was my second point is that men also need to step into their masculine yeah they need to and i'm not talking about you know the the machismo kind of garbage character traits that really um disempower or um uh demean what the masculine really is. It is the, the, the you know, and power structures that have nothing to do with the masculine or the feminine. So the masculine steps into sacred role as the feminine. My mm-hmm. hypothesis or theory is that women have, through this, um, through sexual revolution, through the freedoms they've been given, these choices that have come to the forefront have created such difficulty for us women. Um, and that is because we have to give birth at some point or not um, and create a career mm. that instead of really seeking difficult, difficult answers, right? Or difficult, they're difficult questions and difficult ways to seek the answers. Right. If, if, you know, I kind of, I would say I made it easy and difficult on myself. I said, I'm going to seek what I'm seeking. I'm going to find what I need to do for myself. That's going to give me meaning and I will forego having children. Yeah. So yes, it's a, it was a, a difficult choice. It's the one that let me focus on my work. It meant that I was less, um, very much less involved in creating relationships. So for, you know, I think yeah, probably twenty years exactly, I I, I put no time and investment in relationship, only with myself. Hmm. And what what occurred was a turning point where. You, know, you start to age a bit you get a little bit slower you start thinking gosh I wanted to save the world you know that's such a young childish notion right <laughs> I'm going to yeah. save the world and wow I worked really hard to help people but as I approached my late 40s it was clear to me that yes I have this this wonderful work that I do but It had no meaning to me personally anymore Mm. it had a partial meaning and i sat back and thought well what am i gonna do i have a lot of years left what what will i do and it was then that i realized i need i need someone in my life yeah and i went through the most superficial stupidities to begin with right like who's gonna go out with it by then i was 50. And I was like, yeah. go with a 50 year old woman that's ridiculous you know maybe I got to figure out something else not relationship and I got like so it was so stupid but I got obsessed with the notion of who's going to kiss a 50 year old woman right <laughs> I didn't, you know whatever yeah. my was going through it, like who's going to do that so I'm kind of pondering how do you how can you be this old and think about having a, a committed relationship even somebody in their 50s would easily go out with someone who's in their 30s right
0: mm-hmm. it was like
1: I mean, you know am i at this point i was thinking very realistically not like god i'm saying so, you know some people are very romantic and i'm gonna find love anyway i don't think it's that easy <laughs> uh, to find love anyway but I had a few miracles. So I was working with a client on the table and he bumped up and kissed me on the lips. And I went, well, there's... <laughs> yeah. you know, I was working on some sexual energy in him and he was like so apologetic. And said, so I'm so sorry. I said, like, fine, it's okay. You know what I was working with. So don't worry about it. Anyway, he was he was quite fine. But I was like, there we go. Somebody... But he was 80. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still... So, okay. so at least I know an 80 year old. But then... the. Uh, um, it was it was new year's um, mm-hmm. and so I started thinking about I think I just turned fifty and then by New year's, I was standing uh outside someone's home as we you know it was a party yeah. and people were milling about and um I'm, I'm just talking to a few people, and this—they—they they all leave. And this this guy who has a girlfriend, by the way, in in inside the house, turns around. And he says, "Um, he he just says something to me, something I I don't remember what it was exactly, and and that he kisses me." So was, and now this guy is younger than me, so I'm completely flabbergasted, <laughs> right? it's yeah. kind of like, like a, a dim old broad, you know, kind of like, what the hell just happened? So that kind of, those two little incidents went okay. So, so there are people who kiss a 50 year (laughs) old. Yeah. Yeah, So, so that kind of started thinking, I'm like, well, you know, okay, so, so relationship. And then, you know, months later, I, I met someone and, you know, it was a very difficult, uh, tension filled month. It wasn't, wasn't ideal. And then I met someone else. And then again, you know, this person was somebody I was quite crazy about. Hmm. Um, and but but he wasn't he wasn't quite ready to go in a relationship and it, that, that relationship taught me a lot, it, was, it wasn't very long we didn't see each other very much for maybe six months, eight months but what I realized was that I was waiting to make a decision and the moment mm-hmm. I realized I had this you know, one of those weird moments where your whole body goes through this kind of photon release, and you realize, yeah. Oh, my God, look, I made the decision in his, and I took kind of took back my decision through this visualization, where I saw the person that I was going to be with, not, yeah. not completely physically, but, you know, attributes that would match mine value systems, it was just a very short, brief vision. And uh, exactly. 48 hours later he walked into my life we've been inseparable ever since and I was you know, 52 years old at that time um, or beginning of he was 51 going to 52 something like that so um, yeah we've been basically inseparable for the past seven years six years <laughs> snakes up on you it does so yeah, it you know, when we, when we open up really to having a relationship, but you're based in your own autonomy, right? So autonomy is making your own choices. That's one big thing that I learned. We got to make our own choices.
0: Hmm. And
1: I often find women waiting for the man to make the decision. When we know in nature, naturally women make the choice. Women yep. are the ones who accept and reject men. You know, it's not like, you know, you're not going to dance with the guy you don't like. You're not going to look at the guy you don't like. The moment you like a guy, you know, there could be ten men looking at you, but the yeah. one that you choose is the one you choose. Now, he may not. He may or may not go for it. That's, that's not the point. But the point is, whoever the man is with, the woman has made the choice. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it, the... There's too many ideas to talk about, and I yeah, I've can, convoluted them. But there the things that I I've been thinking about a lot are, mm. are the difficulties that women have in meeting someone and keeping someone, which is usually a rigid mindset that expects the man to be a certain way. So, like I said before, if you want him to pay, well you you need to be that person, you can't be well, I'm going to make my own money and I'm going to do nothing for you. But when we go to dinner, you have to pay. Yeah. Um, It could be, well, yeah. So a a lot of, a lot of men I know I come from a Greek background and, and Greek men don't like it when you, you know, woman pays, they don't like it. My generation, I don't know what that Mm. means, but my generation men didn't like it. Uh, They're very uncomfortable with it. They don't like it. So, you know, in my case, it's you know I'll offer to pay, and they'll yeah. usually say no. Don't you dare, right? Because <laughs> it's also humiliating in front of people, right? Yeah, they don't humiliating it. It's 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 not manly to them. So that that tells me they're they're a man. But I I repay them in other ways. Yeah. Right. So maybe I'll bring over the groceries, or I'll you know get them something that they want, or whatever. Whatever mm. it is, so you, you know what your your morals are, or your your values are when it comes into relationship. And people squabble about this, and they make an opinion right away. Well, you know, one of the things: what are men going to do when they've been a bit um, emasculated, mm. right? So th- they, when women are all over the place and they're in their masculine, and, yeah. and say, "I'm in my masculine," um, but I think it's my feminine. And I'm, you know, asking men to do what I want, right? So I see a lot of, even on Facebook, you know, all these adverts. I want a man who's going to be tender and loving and bodily oh, yeah. and read with me and watch, you know, girly movies.
0: Yeah, you know <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, give it, give it like a week, <laughs> give it a month. You're not going to like this guy. Yeah. I've, I've seen it over and over again. You know, they're everything the woman says she wants. This is where women are completely unaware. We want men. And men don't watch those movies. Yeah. You've got plenty of time to hang out with a girlfriend and go to a movie like that. You can hang out with the girls and do that kind of stuff. You know, you can watch your movie on another day, but a man's man. And you want him to be a man. You know, you see your man with an apron doing the cooking, cleaning the dishes, cleaning the house. <laughs> Genetically, you're going to lose attraction for him. Yeah, definitely. And women say it over and over again. Well, you know, I have a great husband. He does all the cleaning. He, he even cooks. Oh, you know, he's so wonderful, but I so cheat on him all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're, they're cheating. Like, why are you cheating? Well, because he's not manly. You know, you you want the guy who's manly, it's what genetically turns us on. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not rough or difficult. It's being in his masculine. And that's, you know, again, masculine and feminine is really a huge subject. But, um, you know, masculine isn't the guy who's gonna sit around and be cushy. Now it doesn't mean he's not gonna hold you and touch you. But if this is a constant thing, You've you've got a man who's not a man, right? Like, I I remember a friend of mine said, "You know, um, my he he loves me so much. He's always after work. He he showers me with flowers and gifts. He's there whenever I want. He does whatever I want. He's so wonderful." And I was there thinking, "How, "How could this be wonderful?" She's the one working, and and she comes out of work, and he picks her up from work. Doesn't he have a job? Yeah. So I said to her, but he doesn't have a job. How's that going to work? No, it's fine. He'll get a job. Yeah, but if he gets a job, he can't sit there and adore you all day long. (laughs) You know, buy you presents and whatnot, right? So, you know, she married him anyway, so it's kind of like a thoughtless... There's just no thinking involved, no no yeah. sitting back to realize that what Actually. is in your heart and the adoration that's making you feel good is not a practical way to live life. Mm. Right? So what yep. you're what you're valuing becomes the very thing that ends up, you know, destroying things. It's really figuring out what is your value. My value isn't for my partner to bring me a gift or bring me flowers or um, you know, what, what is my value is that that he, he hugs me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that w- whatever he's, he thinks of me, it's, it's incredible. You know, it's such a wonderful thing. You know, I, I do I work and I think of him and, and he thinks of me like this, you know, it could be more beautiful than that. But you want all this other stuff, you're going to have to sacrifice, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, this this girl was divorced within six months, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I so, remember I had a relationship where I could literally come home and put my feet up. He do all the cooking, all my ironing, everything, and I went, "This is awful." It's there's you completely lose attraction.
1: You do. It's it's just so built into us. Even though you know, somebody said to me yesterday, "He's a can't nice tell, guy." but you know, I, I can't tell the difference between my masculine and feminine. I'm confused. I said, no, you know exactly. She, she was actually doing the work and could see the difference between her masculine and feminine, but her mind didn't grasp it. And that's what we yeah. often try to do is is put it all into our mind. Eventually, you're able to do that. But once you realize, you know, what the nature is of things, you know, like, you know, one of the big ones that, that the masculine does is their container. Right. They're a container to hold things, and yeah. we're not. You know, the, well, the feminine is not. The feminine is super messy, right? <laughs> yeah. The emotions, you know, and, the, and so here's the feminine is so emotional, and the masculine is logical. Well, that it's it really is supportive if the masculine is logical. so You're not going down that cesspool of emotions. Often we don't understand that, and we say, "No, he doesn't listen to me." Well, he's listening but the masculine also is fix it. The the more you know about your own masculine and feminine, the more you be in the relationship. Oh, you just wanted to fix it. And he's fixing it because that's what he does. That's what's so supportive of him. You know, your, your mirror falls down. He puts it up. You start crying. He's finding a way to stop you from crying. Like That's (laughs) okay. But you can also say be my container, right. You know, but, you know, um, yeah. Uh, my my part to me, do you want me to fix this, or you just want me to hear you? And I said, Yeah, just listen. I don't need it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? right? So, so if if either person doesn't know if the, if the if the masculine and the feminine just needs to meet somewhere, you get conflict. We figure mm. it out. You're able to say no no the way you're gonna fix this is you just listen. Yeah you have the solution. Now just do it, right? Uh, the, the other thing is though, you can't do it too much or all the time because the masculine is not as able to tolerate emotion as the the feminine is. That's mm-hmm. why women hang out and blah blah blah. The customs and traditions where women hang out in the kitchen. They sat around talking about everything and blabbing and drinking and eating. <laughs> this was, the, well, it was the domain of women. They ruled it.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, you know, men could come to the door and come in, but they're not so welcome. Yeah. <laughs> from what happened? You know, this ridiculous idea that, well, men were in the other room smoking cigars and having their brandy and the women served them. Yeah. So. Yeah but we turned it into, they get to do that. Well, no, you rule the whole house. You rule, the, you know, them, the men going into the other room, this, this was the domain of women, men's domain is going and going out, looking at the cars, you know, go to play a little soccer, go to work, that's their domain. Now, it doesn't mean we can't be in that domain. But yeah the loss of the female domain is tragic mm. right so we've entered the masculine domain and we've no. made, yeah yeah we did we disregarded and disrespected the feminine which is what this, you know this always looks at it looks to me like well if if women think men are disrespecting them it's not that it's a that our own masculine has disrespected our own feminine and we're resentful um malevolent vicious within ourselves and then we turn it down on man hmm. that really has to be corralled and and marriage does that a relationship but so many people won't let it go yeah right? you know we won't let it go it's like okay i'm not going to get into a relationship because i'm not going to let go of the masculine, because I don't know what the feminine qualities are. I don't know what that means. Right. Mm. So if women doesn't know what that means and she thinks it's demeaning to vacuum or to make the bed, it's going to be hard to get into a relationship. I'm just using examples, but it's, it's a lot deeper than that. Right. Yeah. Cause points of contention that are so superficial today are things like he doesn't help at home. Mm. You know, there could be simple, simple ways to look at that. He doesn't help at home. But some women are resentful that men don't do things, but they've done everything else. Yeah, And, and women disrespect their own work that they can't respect what a man does.
0: Yeah, and I'm
1: not talking about real problems. I'm not talking about the woman goes to work, she supports everything and cleans the house and does every single yeah. thing and raises it... the kids and the man sits in a room.
0: Yeah. This is a problem. That, but... That's a problem because it's got to be fair. But if he's the one working and bringing home the money and everything else and you're at home looking after the kids in the home, you've both got a job.
1: Yeah, but, and, and even if you know, both of you are working, well, who's working more? Yeah. You know who's working more hours who's paying more bills you know you, you it's um it's it's figuring out where you're going to put your energy and respecting all aspects of it
0: mm.
1: of your energy right
0: yeah you know
1: it's it's the but the, you know what even that even fairness and all that it's the disrespect for the feminine it's i i find it so difficult that all the work that used to be delegated to the feminine to the feet to females is now considered, you know, nothing. Mm. E- even child rearing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. It's a massive
1: job. It's a and, and, you know, if I could still have kids, I certainly would do it right now. I mean, wow, I, I, I think I missed something. Yeah. I'll we'll come back and do it another lifetime, but uh, there are so many uh, values that come from raising kids having kids mm. and having those those adults now around that you can watch grow up you don't even have to talk to them you can just watch them grow up and yeah see their journey i mean it's rather beautiful mm. i mean what will we put here to to, to there's something to consider like just be born work and die
0: yay <laughs> you know? let's do more of that <laughs> it's just stupid isn't it people want a meaning and a purpose in life and it's like well just observing it and like watching kids grow up and things like that is just
1: delightful it is and cooking is delightful and, and yeah the, the really the loss of the kitchen as the female domain now what's interesting is my partner is a is a kitchen person oh yeah <laughs> you know at the beginning I'm like okay this Really good but you know he he does all his cooking but at the same time uh That's I, really I, sometimes annoying go, I, i'd like to dominate the kitchen and you're not allowed in here i really it's a it's a fascinating yeah. <laughs> thing that the part of me goes i could i could live without him being in the kitchen ever um yeah. of course you know i've had some disadvantages that um didn't allow me to actually you know Usurped the kitchen because I had health issues and couldn't move. So it was a blessing that he does that. So now that I'm getting healthier, and it's only months now, I'm slowly taking over, right? Slowly, a little bit more here and there, you know? Uh, You know, he does all the stuff around the the house. So I'm like, no, delete your dishes. I'll take care of them, you know? I can't believe how much I love it. (laughs) you know just just loved it i love going in and cleaning up the kitchen i just love it now of course i'm not saying that everyone would love it if you're running around i mean if i were you know in my 20s and i had you know worked 80 to 100 hours a week the way i've worked most of my life Mm. and i had kids and you had to go home and and clean the dishes etc yeah i'm sure that wouldn't be fun You know, now I only work, let's say, um, 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah. So there's plenty of room to, you know, do dishes and put things together. So, you know, you got a whole, you know, 30 to to 40 hours more a week, right, than I used to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that changes things. But, again, the complexity of what you're going to do. I mean, if you're going to build up a career and have children... Um, you're gonna there, there's a sacrifice you make. Mm. Well, you sacrifice raising your kids. Yeah. You know the the big deal now is that you know some unknown person is de- in daycare is raising children.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're your kids.
0: Yeah, and you've That's- no idea what their
1: value system so. No, you don't know what the value systems are you don't know how they're being trained and most people are being trained via whatever government policy is out there
0: yeah yeah right so
1: yeah. so yeah it's it's tragic in a way what we're doing i mean this is a huge talk and i'm only yeah. covering things but <laughs> um you know exploring yourself the masculine and feminine and who you are, what your values are within a relationship and communicating, learning, you know, relating. Because mm. if you know, your, you get to know yourself, you're definitely going to relate to the other. If you don't know yourself, you're you're going to be in conflict with the other. Yeah. Constantly, right? It's it, it, we, You end up having fights that are you, you, you know, when I listen to uh, men or women, he, he, she, she, he, she, he, she. as it's like, no, speak from I. Mm. Not, I think you should, that's, that's no, there's no self-exploration in that, zero. Self-exploration is, I am experiencing this in myself, not, not from you. Not like, oh, Eloise, you're making me feel, no, Eloise, wow, I am feeling this right now. Mm. What do you think about that? has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. I think my feelings are not I don't have anything to do with you but you could have said something that triggered it. But what the heck did you just trigger? And it has nothing to do with you.
0: Yeah, unless you were it's, doing it for a place of abuse. Well, um well yeah, I, of course. But it you know what I mean, literally most of the time you're just talking.
1: Well, at the same time, just let's press say the button. And, yeah. yeah but it's always back to yourself. If you're if, if you're in a marriage, husband hits you or wife hits you cuz that's huge yep, that
0: happens.
1: Um, and <clears throat> you stay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's about you. That's not about mm-hmm. the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? That's certainly about you. Yeah, oneself. Yeah. yeah, so that that needs to be clear before people run around. And, well, you know, da 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 yeah, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but you're, you're staying. Yeah. You know, somebody, you know, somebody abuses a child. And we, you know, we, we get all freaked out about women being abused, right? Mm. It's like, goes crazy, but a child being abused, you know, by a woman, you know, the mother hits, the mother scolds, the mother, you know, in in abusive ways there's not my people don't get too riled up unless it's really severe Mm. it's like that's that's really acceptable. yeah so so this this crimey abuse by my husband i I still look at myself first now that's not every circumstance but you can definitely find you know elements of yourself Mm. i've never been in a relationship um, a long relationship. I'm not talking about dating someone and finding out they're, like, not cool. But I've never been in a relationship where the guy was was abusive. But I've always been in relationships with really nice guys. Mm. And, um, the the thing that I couldn't figure out was how to, which is going to be a, a podcast for another time, how to stop people-pleasing. Yeah. And it was, it was just ruining. Now, the, my partners always thought that the relationship was great. But I was having a hard time because I couldn't keep up the perfection.
0: Yeah. So,
1: you know, I'd be the perfect uh, wife. I'd be the whatever partner. I'd, I'd have the perfect weight. I'd uh, look perfect all the time. I'd do all. I would bring home the money. I would do all the dishes. I would do the cleaning. And you were trying to I, I be it you know it it always ended at 5 years it was so interesting 5 years would go by and then i couldn't do yeah. it anymore finished it. it was over it's like i i just can't keep it up and it didn't mean i didn't like the person i did like them mm. i still loved them but i just could couldn't keep it up anymore i just I like it's like a, a breakdown you know yeah so uh yeah Let's end that there. Let's yeah, see if people have any good. comments so we could continue on different subjects because, boy, oh boy, that's a that's a big one. We need to kind of hone in, but I think it's okay, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will pick up some tidbits of useful uh, useful insights to, to use. Yeah.
0: Perfect. There, so much for today.
1: And thank you, darling. Uh, if you want to contact us it's info at on dose the of truth. oh dose of truth <laughs> so info at dose of truth tarot yeah um, and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear from you yes yeah thanks so much okay. Elise. Bye. okay you take care bye bye sweet bye